0: Hey friends, you're listening to Worst Show Ever, my host is CJ Boyd. I'm here with Melanie Radford. We are in Boise, Idaho at Treefort Music Fest in 2019. Mm-hmm. We are at Camp Modern or Hotel Modern. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a band playing, you can't hear them at the moment, but there's a, maybe they just finished, I don't know. Yeah, they <laughs> that might would, have just That finished. would be <laughs> a great timing. Uh, there was a band playing right outside the, the hotel here. Yeah, I think they're, they're still tuning up. Yeah. They're going to keep going. It's been a lovely festival, it's Sunday, it's the last day. Mm-hmm. Um, I just met Melanie, so you play with Wend yeah. the other day, and gorgeous, gorgeous set. Um, and then Thank you. we were talking after, and I said, oh, I'm sure you must play in other bands here in Boise. And she said, oh yeah, Built to Spill. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense, great. <laughs> um, I guess there's no way people would know this if you're not from Boise, but Built to Spill is such a, I think, unique uh, thing the world. It's it's so different being like the one band that got really big from a small town versus like if you live in Chicago or LA or something, there's lots of bands that that end up being big. But um, I guess the thing I always wanted to say about the way Doug Marsh sort of like approaches things is like I feel like every story I hear about him and Built a Spill is that just somebody that, like, they did pretty well, and they just want to bring more
1: and more people yeah. with them. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, with the... it's really interesting talking to Doug, too, because, like, he has zero advice for anyone on, like, how to, like, make it. You right. know what I mean? Sure. Because it's just, he's like, I don't even get it. I don't even <laughs> understand why people like our music. It just happened, and yeah. here I am, you know? Right. So, and it's, yeah, it's nice because he's, you know, he's really down to earth and doesn't put on any airs. He's no, very yeah. honest about yeah. how he's, like, I have... No fucking clue. Right. Yeah, which is nice, you
0: know. Which is nice, but at the same time, he gets that he's in a he has a sort of soapbox now, or has like a platform to present things, and then is conscious about it. I mean, I'm friends with Prism Bitch, Mm -hmm. and like they're stoked to be going on tour with you guys again. You know, and they're they're a band that's up and coming. They've only been around for a couple years, and they're killer. They're amazing. You know, I don't. I think that. It's rad when, you know, a band like you guys says, like, oh, we'll bring another band on tour with us, and, like, they'll end up getting exposed to, to all yeah. kinds of stuff, and it's, it's great.
1: Yeah. Well, I do have to say, like, I mean, Built to Spill is, at this point, it's Doug, and right. Doug makes all the right. decisions, sure. you know, and I actually won't be going on this tour coming okay. up. It's gotcha. actually the uh, Brazilian musicians who are going to be playing, and they're really rad. Um, okay. But it's interesting because every formation of the band, we learn a different built-a-spill set Yeah. Know? So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, meeting Prison Bitch, all of the members in it, yesterday at Band Dialogue, yeah. that was really rad. I really
0: yeah. appreciated meeting them. They're a ton of fun.
1: Yeah.
0: But I sort of want to get into why we met today and to talk yes. about terrible shows. <laughs> terrible,
1: <laughs> no terrible math, shows. No matter what, this good stuff.
0: <laughs> um, I want to hear about your, your worst show ever.
1: Um, okay, so, my worst show ever, it was in Portland, and I'm probably not going to say the name of the venue, but um, it was on Alberta Street, and uh, we were, I think it was, I think it was like our first or second show that we had ever played in Portland, and it was with Marshall Poole, um, which is another band that I'm in, and that was actually the very first big, serious band I've ever been in. Um, and so anyway, we are heading to the venue, um, in the afternoon, um, getting ready to load in our stuff. Um, and we pull up to the the venue and the streets blocked off and there's a bunch of like police officers and there's an ambulance and, um, you know, we're like, what the fuck is going on? And so, um, I get out of the van and I walk over. And, um, the, I guess the, the venue manager perfectly timed came out of the venue while I was coming up and I was like, Hey, I'm in Marshall pool and what's going on, you know? And he's like, well, um, so he told me, um, there were these, there was a family who were, um, at the venue and they were waiting for their daughter to come over. And I guess the mother and father, a couple of other family members were telling her to come over and and cross the street to meet them. And she crossed the street and there was a drunk driver who ran her over. Fuck. Yeah. And um, I guess it was really, like, really gruesome. And it was, like, super traumatic. Um, So the the venue manager, he was like, I witnessed it as well. He's like, so I'm trying to, like of get through this you know and and he's like and i've been trying to comfort the family and we're all kind of freaking out um and he's like so i don't really know about a show you know um he's like to be honest i don't have like the bandwidth to make that decision right now yeah um he's like so i'm actually gonna just leave it up to you guys leave it up to the the bands that are playing um he's like i think it, it could actually be okay He's like, maybe that's kind of what we need. Maybe music is what we need right now.
0: Right.
1: You know? Um, he's like, so I'm totally down to keep to, to do this show, you know. Um he's like, I just need like a little bit of time to like figure yeah. this shit out. And so I came back to the to the guys and like at that point I was so I was so like upset too. Um so had this
0: just happened?
1: It just happened, like right before like I think we came over like maybe an hour or so after it happened, and less than is, an hour.
0: Is this like still earlier in the day, or is this? Like it's
1: still. A, it was in like, like right? it was midday. It okay. was like probably two or three o'clock or something.
0: Okay, you guys had like just pulled in, and we're yeah. still gonna have a little while before the show right is supposed to happen.
1: Okay. Yeah, and uh, it it was just it was insane, and so I, I I go over to the to the guys, and I'm like I don't I don't know what to do, and I was crying because I was like. I, I just, I couldn't even fathom what that family was going through, and, um, and it was just really scary, because they were, like, kind of cleaning up the street and stuff like that, and it was just, it was awful, and I, I didn't know what to do, and so me and the guys kind of just went to a bar a little way across the street, and, um, I called the band that we were playing with, and I don't think I'll disclose their name either, but, um, I called the band that we were playing with, that they were headlining the show. Yeah.
0: Were they local?
1: They they were local, local, yeah. A local Portland band, and I asked them like, "Do you?" uh, This is what happened, and I'm still kind of like crying. I just didn't know how to like process it. And uh, he's like, "I told him like, I don't know if you guys want to play. I'm feeling really weird about it, but at the same time, like, if you guys are still really willing to play." we can do it you know um, I think we can do it you know Um, and they were like they thought about it and they were like no let's you know maybe this is what like the community needs like we should we should still play the show you know even though it happened right in front of the venue like people are still gonna come you know we have people coming and you know so let's let's do this so I mean I I still was just completely on the fence because it just didn't feel right to me
0: Okay. Um, you were thinking about it but leaning more towards if I hear you right, you're not yeah. you weren't saying I don't want to play, you were still not sure.
1: Yeah, I was still not sure. Yeah. And I was really like just I don't know, it just didn't feel right inside. Yeah. Um but I ended up calling the music director here for, for Tree Fort. He um he's kind of a really good mentor yeah. um to a lot of bands here in Boise. And so I ended up calling him and being like I don't even know what to do. Um do you know what I should what we should do, you know, yeah. and because I was still at a loss and, and he's like, "Well, you know, if the band if the band still wants to play that are, that are headlining, you know, maybe it would just be good if if you played it as well so you don't like fall out and then, you know. Um so but it was Hark's. he was still like, but I totally understand if you don't want to do it, you know, <laughs> right. hey, it was, was still, was he booking you guys? Um, we booked that show okay. ourselves, but he booked the show. And I know he does. I mm-hmm. of booking too, so I wasn't sure if that was, yeah. if he was the one that set it up. Right, right, right. It like that. Um, and I don't think he really knew either. It's just such a delicate situation. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we ended up playing the show, um, and it was awful. Um, Maybe like ten people were there, Okay. and it just—the street was like in mourning. Like you can feel it. Yeah, so it was right on Alberta. It was right on Alberta. Yeah, and um, we uh, we were playing our set, and a woman came into the bar, and she was screaming, and she—we could see like as like as I was singing and, and, and playing. I see this woman come up and she is like throwing things at the bartender or whatever and is like hysterical and then runs out. Um, And so after the woman ran out um, the bartender came up to us first and said maybe you guys should wrap up.
0: Okay. While you were still on stage?
1: While we were still on stage, yeah. Okay. So we were like, okay. And it, it felt weird because we don't know what kind of altercation just happened
0: how would you say like how far into your set were you we
1: were probably like we weren't that far like maybe 15 20 minutes in oh wow yeah
0: so like what were you planning to play like that night
1: um we were planning to play like a at least like a 40 yeah 45 minute set you know yeah so um and then we wrapped up our set pretty quickly, and then I walked back up to him, and I was like, "Hey, what what happened? you know and why did why'd you tell us to stop and he was like, "That was um the girl's aunt uh, she came in here, and she was saying, "I want to mourn, and this isn't right i'm trying to I'm trying to mourn for her, for my niece right now, and there should be no music playing and she was like throwing things at him and just you know hysterical and crying, yeah so so yeah, and and then the mutant, uh, the the band that played um, after us, the headlining band, they played, um, they just played like a couple of songs as well. They they were like, okay, we'll we'll just play a few songs because people, you know, came to see us, you know, and then and then that's it. So we ended up wrapping up pretty quickly, but it was just, it was very strange because I never played a show that felt so wrong like like emotionally and spiritually you know um it was just a really bizarre just tragic situation and um and now I kind of feel bad like that we played you know what I mean because um it just didn't feel right um but at the same time it's again it's just so hard to like make those decisions when you're in it and yeah yeah but um i don't know it it was nice because like we you know we got to see people and just try to make the most of it and we also got a lot closer with with the band that um uh that was headlining um through this experience you know right but i don't know i just i think about it every once in a while and i'm like man i I don't know why i still feel well I, i still feel a little regret
0: you know sure Like, you feel guilty about playing. Is there, um, I guess there's a couple of thoughts I had about the surgeons questions. Like, one is, was there, like, a vigil where the girl had been hit or something? Were, like, people gathering there specifically to
1: mourn? I didn't see, but, I mean, I I know that the woman who came in, she was, I think that's what she was kind of, like, trying to do for herself. Okay. Okay. Um, it was late at night. But she was outside of the, the venue, kind of sitting on the bench and, okay. and kind of sobbing. and. Okay. Yeah.
0: But you couldn't, you're not sure if it was just her or if it was a group of people? No, or, yeah, I don't okay. know.
1: Because I think, yeah, because it was probably outside of the venue. Um, and they didn't tell anyone about it, you know? Um, well, because
0: the people, if I understand right, the people, like the girls' parents, they weren't, like, associated with venue or coming to no, the No, they
1: were just there just when had, it happened. happened to be outside. It just happened to be right in front of the venue. Yeah. yeah. So it just kind of it, it affected everything around it. You sure. Know? You
0: know, and that's understandable. But I guess my other thought, and I could see where not knowing which way to go, is that some people like this would happen and they would mourn at like their family's house or right. at, at their own house. or Yeah. And it wouldn't. It wouldn't be obvious to me that that mourning would happen where it happened exactly at the site of yeah. the death. That might even be a little too much. traumatic, yeah. especially you're saying that it was pretty gruesome and yeah. that they had to like spend a lot of time cleaning it up. He, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, I guess that I I feel like and and again I don't know and I can understand not knowing which way to go, but I can see if it was me really saying, well, that's not that's not the place that I want to be to mourn.
1: Yeah, like, I'm right. With and my family, yeah, you know, somewhere else. I would never expect that either. It's just too. It's too much. It's too. Yeah, too tragic. Really. Yeah, sad, sad stuff. Yeah. But it's just it's always interesting because you never see that kind of stuff coming, and and when you figuring out when it's appropriate to play loud rock and roll music and. Sure. Um, How long ago was this? I think it was, like, th- four four years ago. Okay. I think. And
0: it's not that it's especially relevant, but I was trying to think in terms of, like, you know, Portland in general and, like, Alberta district has kind of changed a lot over the last ten years, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a little bit different now. But um, I guess one thought I had was how I imagine in Boise and maybe to some extent within Portland like even though it's it's a city but it also has kind of this small town vibe to a certain ex- extent too yeah and how this actually is a tragedy in mm-hmm. that situation in a way that it probably wouldn't be treated as a tragedy yeah. in a in a bigger city yeah i mean i i assume that you know in in New York or that matter like Mexico City or lot, there's lots of large cities where people are dying every day and that's yeah, totally. kind of just
1: and what it just, happens yeah
0: I mean actually years ago while I was living in Chicago I think it was like 2007 or something and uh I saw someone get hit by a car and I was on a bus oh my god and so it was like I just saw it in my periphery and the bus is still moving and it was one of the most like bizarre alienated experiences yeah. I've had where it's like it felt the most it felt the, it felt the most like metropolitan that I've ever felt as far as like the, yeah. the negative side of that of like yeah. I'm in a city where nobody gives a shit yeah. and somebody was I just saw a woman out of the periphery and she was wearing headphones and she was crossing the street and I don't know oh my God. I, I wasn't paying enough attention to know if she was Walking when she shouldn't have been, or right. if the car was going when it shouldn't have been. But I just, it was like in my periphery, and I saw her get hit, and I look, what the fuck? And I remember looking and seeing she was definitely on the ground. I don't know if she lived or died. Yeah. But I was on a bus that was moving away from it. And, yeah. And I think a few people on the bus saw it, yeah. but the bus driver didn't see it. Right. And Oof. within a minute, we were like, we're gone, completely out of. You left it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I still don't know.
1: Yeah. what happened
0: but there was this feeling of like this is Chicago and people die here every day yeah and oh, nobody wants answer. to see it no. but we kind of all know that it's happening right and so it somehow doesn't uh, doesn't register in the way that it might if you if this was like a part of your community where yeah. like you know this person or you yeah. like feel connected yeah um, totally
1: yeah and I feel like maybe at the time. Cause I, like you said, Alberta street has definitely, uh, I don't know, I would say, you know, got bigger and a lot more bigger businesses moved in and, um, I I would definitely say that, um, there was a little bit more of a small time, small town kind of vibe maybe. Um, I don't know. It it, it it was really weird. It it felt like the community was affected, you know. Yeah. Um. And was it a? I almost to ask, but Was it was a very young girl? Like was it? I think it was. was, it was, it was like yeah. A kid. Yeah, I think I think they said she was like. Oh, I don't wanna. I don't know exactly how old she was. Um, yeah. I think they said she was like sixteen, something like okay. that. Like yeah. she was really young. Yeah. So, um, yeah really bizarre and but it's it, it's weird because after having an experience like that I kind of learned from it and, and know like oh I need to listen to my gut when it comes sure. to shows like that you know or yeah. you know God I hope I never have to be in a situation like that ever again but you know what I mean if, if you you know if, if you are sensing and if you're feeling that it's not right then it's you know it's probably not
0: right Probably you know. just best to not do it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I I hear that, and it definitely makes sense to listen to your gut. Um, but I can also see. I can really see how I can see going either way, whether it's yeah. As, oh, know, totally. Yeah. In, in some situations where like this is a bad thing that happened nearby, but that, that isn't gonna. If the people that came to see the show were not affected by it yeah which would be the case in many cities totally um like not playing would make things better it's not right like, yeah,
1: yeah that's true that I is really true and maybe yeah maybe it's more of just a really unique situation that that happened maybe normally it's just better to keep on going but for some reason it just didn't work this time right yeah i
0: mean but i like your takeaway from it where like if in that situation you felt like it wasn't right yeah I guess I guess the other thought is though and I've had this experience where especially when someone dies and obviously there's grief there's sadness and there's also this feeling that sometimes people feel where if they aren't personally affected but still feel like they should be sad yeah there's this there's this strange thing in our culture of like pressure to mourn hmm. even when you personally aren't that mm-hmm. connected to mm-hmm. the deceased um and I felt it even for like family members that I actually have no relationship to now yeah and then feeling guilty about not being as sad yeah as I should be or something like that it's mm-hmm. a weird thing to to try to yeah. Get yourself to be sadder, yeah. or to to show whatever signs of grief and mourning. If that's right. not fully how you're feeling, right? Um, and it, it, it people mourn in their own way, and yeah. people deal with tragedy in their own way, and yeah. sometimes the way you might need to deal with it is not outwardly um, as obvious that that that's still affecting you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just. I think it's it's hard to when you know that on the one hand like this was a really terrible thing and so like you want to be respectful mm-hmm. but then not knowing if if,
1: if you're gonna like to let do. other people down and yeah to do that and, and that's another thing too is like you know with like kind of band etiquette you know we were thinking like well the the headliner still wants to play and yeah. we don't want to be that band who drops out and ruins the show, or whatever. You know, sure. it wouldn't ruin it, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it would definitely kind of fuck it up a little bit. And, um, and it's just kind of weird to learn how to like navigate that, you know. And, um, yeah, I don't know. And it
0: could have easily gone the other way, where. Call it like say New Orleans style, like where like you have a funeral and there's a second line at the funeral, like where someone dies and you celebrate their life, and it's not necessarily about being quiet and yeah. introspective. Like you can do that. Yeah. On your own time, if you want to, but yeah. the public approach to death it tends to be more like celebrate them as they lived and not necessarily.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, I mean, I've also there's been one friend who was on this show, um, who told a story about showing up in a town and not realizing until they got there that somebody in their in that town's scene had just died, mm. and then they felt really awkward about playing their like like super fun kind of punk. Yeah. Like this, what was basically awake. Yeah. Oh um, man. But the. People were really asking for that. Like, really? The vibe there was we need something that's we fun. We need music, yeah. And, you know, and my friend's telling, Rachel Ratner's her name, but she's talking about her, her band Wimps about like, mm. we felt like it was wrong, but they were saying, no, yeah. no, we really want this. We and really So they ended up this. doing it and it was fine. And it was great. It was just awkward. It was just that same feeling that you're describing of like not knowing if what you're doing is appropriate and, or yeah. inappropriate yeah. yeah or if it's helpful or if it's disrespectful yeah not wanting to
1: be right. on the wrong
0: side of that but yeah I, I couldn't help but think of that when you're telling the story of like how it, it could have gone the other way totally and, and that's legit didn't know
1: yeah and that's I guess that's I guess that's what I was kind of hoping for maybe right. I don't know right. like like maybe this you know playing music playing like upbeat kind of fun rock and roll would be would be helpful but man it just was not yeah. not helpful this time
0: and I mean I wonder what it would have been like again you don't know necessarily if if it was just the aunt or if there were if yeah there, if like there were other members gathering yeah. there but I wonder if it had been different if just she hadn't chose to you know have that space to mourn if she decided to yeah. go to the family's house or something instead yeah. and um it sounds like if no one had come in and complained to the bartender and yeah. thrown things at them, then like yeah. that would have been a different experience, too. It, yeah, It would have been a small show. You're saying there weren't a lot of folks there. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: no, a lot of people showed up. Right. And it was weird, too, because had, we had some Portland friends that um, actually like knew the family. That, oh. Okay. And so a couple of them didn't show up because of that reason too. Yeah. And we we had no idea until afterwards, but it made you know that made sense. Um maybe we still would have been able to play if if something like that didn't happen where she came in and But yeah. I guess I don't I don't blame her, you know, and I Totally. Yeah, of course. But yeah, I, I do agree that I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't personally be in the, the space where it actually happened. It just seems really traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems a lot, but. It also,
0: just as an outsider hearing the story, it sounds like she may have just been filled with, understandably filled with this anger and this, yeah. you know, grief and yeah. needed to Aim it at somebody, right? Like yeah, yeah. I can't even fathom. Yeah, but I mean, the bartender may also not have been the one deserving of right. this kind of, you know, yeah. um, response. But
1: yeah,
0: you know, in that situation, we're not always, we're generally not super logical in who we
1: yeah
0: aim our feelings at, and yeah. that would be understandable if if he kind of caught the the brunt of some of that that was really just more angry at right. the universe for taking her right
1: nurse. Yeah. And I, and that's the thing too, is that I was just, that whole experience was filled with so many things that I just wasn't even able to fathom. So right. I just walked out of it like what just happened, you know? Yeah. How, why did all of this stuff happen, you know? And, right. But.
0: And so you guys were on tour, right? Yeah, we were on tour. So like, did you play somewhere else the next day?
1: We did. Yeah, I think we went down to Eugene afterwards okay. or something like that yeah Yeah.
0: and what? there's yeah I mean that's the other thing is like you're saying too that you're on tour and things are happening yeah. in every place and you're not necessarily yeah aware of the whole situation yeah kind of just that's just part of tour right is you just yeah. have to kind of to the degree that you can you try to just like roll with the punches to a right. certain degree
1: yeah you have to yeah which is so hard
0: I will say too the other side of it is I've I know sometimes people something happens and someone decides to cancel a show and then you know the people around it are are bummed because like wait but we were there to see you you know I drove from out of town to like this show yeah 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 whatever and, and I don't think it's callous to just sometimes feel like well that sucks that that happened to that person
1: yeah
0: um but yeah i mean i also i tend to have a pretty like no cancel policy i don't Mm -hmm. i can think of like twice in my whole life that i've really like canceled a show and it was like pretty intense like had to be something pretty terrible yeah um And so sometimes when I hear stories of people canceling shows or not that this is obviously this wasn't frivolous by any means, but people do cancel things over much smaller things. Yeah, totally. It's like you're letting folks down. Right. Yeah. And
1: that's a big thing too that I constantly think about is just like, you know, band etiquette and what's fair and, you know, like camaraderie with the bill that you're on with other people and yeah. You know, um, however a show is gonna turn out, you're kind of all in it together. You know, I right. like that kind of feeling. Of course, there's always times where you have you're playing a show with total dicks, but <laughs> always <laughs> <laughs> happens all the time. Yeah, but um, yeah, but it's just it's something that is always really good to think about. And th- that was one thing that was really good that um that Eric brought up. He was like, you know, just make sure. You know you and you and the other bands are kind of on the same page and making yeah. the decision together, you know what yeah, I mean yeah. and um, so that yeah, and that was a good thing to to learn, yeah, for sure,
0: yeah, man um you'd mentioned you might have another story that you want to share or how do you yeah,
1: feel? yeah i'll yeah, I'll mention it. it's very different okay. it's not as okay not for it's not something sad <laughs> um. So this other show that we played, um, and I will I will say their name. Um,
0: this is also with Marshall Poole? This is with Marshall Poole.
1: Yeah. Um, this was probably like five years ago, six years ago. It was a while ago. Um, and we went to Sun Valley, and it was kind of probably one of the very first touring stints we've ever really done. Dude.
0: Sun Valley, Idaho.
1: Yes, Sun Valley, yeah. Idaho.
0: For folks who don't know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, so we were actually playing um, this festival called Ranch Fest.
0: Oh, okay. I've heard about this. Yes. I've never made it, but...
1: Yes, it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, and... Does
0: Eric also help with that? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's kind of just all the members of Finn Riggins that kind of put it together. Right. Um, and so we thought, well, might as well play in Sun Valley because it's close to the area where Ranch Fest is, so we can play a show there. And then the next day, go to Ranch Fest, enjoy the weekend, and play at Ranch Fest.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And so that was our plan. And so we went over to Sun Valley, and we played at Sun Valley Brewery. And um, it was really bizarre because um, when we talked with them before um, through email back and forth, um, they seemed really excited about us playing. And... um, said that they've heard really good things about us, and um, and it was just us playing. We were going to play for, at the time we were able to do kind of a, a long longer set, so we were going to play for like an hour and a half or so. Yeah. We would throw a couple covers in there, and really just when we were younger, we would just try to play as much as possible, you right. know, get get out there as much as possible.
0: And those kind of, I mean, this is like a common thing if you play brewery or something, exactly. where you're more like the entertainment for oh, the totally. evening. And some people are just there drinking. Yes. You're just kind of background. Some people are there to see you. Or whatever. Yeah. It's like a mix. Totally. Yeah. And
1: so people were, yeah, people eating and drinking there. And so we get there and we're loading our stuff in and I look over at the poster and it says like, you know, Marshall Pool folk rock country. Okay. And that's not our style at all. Okay. At all. Okay. And... We're kind of like loud psych rock and roll with a little southern stuff in between right. and and I'm like, uh <laughs> what? <laughs> and so I I I walked over, um I remember walking over to the bartender at the time, he was kind of the only guy that was there. Um and he was like, um He's like, Yeah, I don't I don't really know anything about it, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Like you guys should definitely play, you know? And we're like, Okay, and so we get ready, and the sound guy gets there, and we kind of sound check, and um, we're ready to go. And so we start, you know, we start playing, and there's like people around. It's kind of, the the layout was really bizarre because it was like this, this small stage, and then like maybe like a few feet in front is the bar, and then okay. it's like just a bunch of seating around to like the left, okay. and um, a little bit to the right, like tucked kind of behind the bar. And so we just were we just started playing and it the bartender the entire time like was looking at us like totally pissed. And wait
0: the person you would just talk to?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like you would just talk to yeah. them like Oh, yeah. Hey, heads up, that's not us. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he said and, it was fine. And he
1: said it was fine. Okay. But then he was totally, he looked totally pissed at the moment, and so we were like, you know, just still playing our songs and stuff, and it just, it was not gelling. Like, you can tell, and like, some of the people that were there, like, maybe it was too loud, you know what I mean? Okay. So we were like, okay, well, maybe the volume is too loud, maybe we mixed it too loud, so... Let's, you know, let's turn down Is this the... a
0: situation where, like, there's not really a sound person and you just...
1: Yeah, trying, we were kind of doing stuff town. ourselves. There yeah. was a guy there that was kind of helping us out, but of course he was away, he walked away and, okay. you know, and so we're right. like, okay, well, and we knew how to work the system. So, um, Ryder went over and kind of turned things down we're like, okay, let's, you know, let's keep on going. And so we kept on going and there were some people that really were enjoying it and, um, but a lot of people that were, like, eating, there was a family that was eating or whatever, and they were just not, yeah. not into it. And so, um, after we finished, like, because we played, like, um, I think we played probably about, like, three songs at that point. Um, then the, the manager comes up to us. And he's like, hey, um, can you guys turn down, like, a lot? Like, you guys need to turn down a lot we're like no like well I mean we tried to turn down and I guess we can try to turn down a little bit more and so we kind of did and we didn't know what to do because at that point like Mike was having to like hit his drums like lighter you know and it was just yeah it was ridiculous and so we played like one more song and then the manager comes back up and he's like can you guys play an acoustic set He's like, I don't understand. (laughs) He's like, I don't understand what's going on. And we were like, have you not, did you guys not listen to us at all? Like when we were talking back and forth, you said that, you know, the Booker was excited and people were excited to see us and you know, you loved our music. So what is that? Did you not ever listen? And he's like, well, it's not my job. And he's like, you guys are way too loud. And I've already lost, like um, I already lost a family that was eating, you know, I already lost money. You know, because of you guys and Ryder, um, he, he just kind of snapped and he's like, we're not, he's like, we're not going to turn down. We're not going to do an acoustic set. That's not, that's not who we are. That's not what we're doing. Sorry. And the guy's like, well, you can leave. And Ryder's like, fuck you. Fuck you. And, uh, he said that. yeah, Yeah. He said that. And.
0: Is all this happening like on stage? Oh yeah, it's all happening yeah. on stage.
1: The altercation is all happening <laughs> yeah. on stage, and there were some people like, "Let them play," you know. Right. And then, but you know, it it wasn't gonna work, you know. And uh... so Ryder just says, "Fuck you," and I was like, "Okay, we gotta go. Like, <laughs> this is not good," you know. And because then him and and Ryder are like yelling at each other, and. Um, uh, Jen who kind of manages us and she also does our merch as well um, she kind of came up and she was trying to to cool down the the situation okay. and she's like let's just go let's pack up the stuff let's just get out of here and I mean that's what we did and it was funny because actually Ryder's dad was there and he came up to the, the owner and he was like you're a Fucking asshole. He's like, how <laughs> fucking dare you make them stop? And, and then he was, like, yelling at him, and we can just hear them as we're, like, packing up our shit and, like, so running out the door.
0: Had Ryder's dad sort of heard the whole Oh, yeah, he was right. there. Was all, yeah, yeah, he was just
1: listening the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, so we packed up our shit, and we were all... We just didn't know what to do. Um, because we... We weren't in the wrong. Like, there was no way... They just didn't, they didn't listen to our music and we tried everything we could, but we're not like an acoustic band. That's right. just not, Yeah. that's not what we do and that's not what we prepared for by any means. Um, and we were just, we were treated like, it was just shit. It was total shit. And, um, so we finally like loaded up our stuff in the van and I guess Jen even, she went over and she confronted the guy and tried to because he was supposed to pay us as well yeah
0: that was my next question
1: yeah he was supposed to pay us and um, she's like we showed up we played you know these guys played they deserve something you need to you need to pay us Um, it's not our fault that you didn't listen to our music it's not our fault that you know you don't pay attention to who you're hiring you know Um, and alt rock country or whatever it was folk rock country it's right. just like what where did that even come from you know Right. Right. Um, and so yeah and, but he he was he started screaming at her and the bartender told them to just to, to get out and um,
0: told Jen
1: told Jen to yeah. get out and uh, Jen was with um, I think she was with Ryder. she was with one of the guys as well yeah and uh, so I don't know I mean they they came back and it was like do we try to do more of an altercation with him but it wasn't gonna budge and I didn't want things to get violent and stuff like that and so so we just left there was nothing else that we could really
0: so he gave you nothing he gave us nothing paid nothing yeah Yeah. paid us
1: nothing yeah so it was just it was so shitty and I don't know. And it definitely... Um, we didn't play in Sun Valley for a really long time after that. Because we yeah. just didn't know what kind of market it was there. And who paid attention to what. And, and we were also kind of younger and still kind of learning how to book things too, you know? Okay. But at the same time, it's like... So are you just... When you're booking things, are you supposed to check in to make sure they know what kind of music you are? You know? Right. And it's just... I don't know we, we, and we found out pretty quickly though that it's we kind of stay away from brewery situations now we really okay. do it's yeah. just sometimes it has worked but from that experience alone so much that we don't want that to ever happen again we just kind of mostly stray away from right from playing breweries
0: though yeah I mean I've I've been in this situation even in bars sometimes where they don't I where they don't listen to the music beforehand yeah I and mean, I played in like an experimental like heavy experimental band yeah that was instrumental yeah very aggressive yeah and they I, even
1: just to read the bio or something you know like I read just, something yeah. about it
0: yeah but they when when folks don't listen to the, and especially I, I keep laughing at the idea that they were sending you these emails saying we're excited and yeah love your music it didn't make
1: any sense it was
0: i mean it uh, makes sense to me in the sense that it's just easier it's just a lazier yeah. easier path to just say looking forward to it having yeah. not even checked out the band yep it's just less time consuming than right. actually listening to the music yeah. and only saying i'm excited about this when you're actually excited about it yeah i mean like this podcast is a is hosted on a um uh what do you call it a host site called Podient, oh, yeah. and uh they they distribute the podcast mm-hmm. to itunes and spotify and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and every time i upload a new episode i get an email within like two minutes from Podient saying new episode sounds great
1: oh my god
0: (laughs) right i I just does it does it really i didn't even (laughs) read it the first few times like i i I just read the you know the subject line was like Mm -hmm. your episode is now ready Mm -hmm. and i was like that's all it really is there to tell you right but for some reason they felt the need to add it sounds sounds great." great and i'm thinking that's not good it's not physically possible for you to have heard it yet yeah I just uploaded it yeah. two minutes ago. And what
1: if there was like an audio problem? You know what I mean. Right. You got
0: to listen to it, and but I mean, in a, in a way, like that's not their problem; it's my problem. Like if I that's uploaded true. something and there yeah. was a problem, they don't really take any liability for yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. So that's fine. Yeah. So it's on me. Yeah. Uh, but to give me the false sense of security that it sounds great. I mean, the only right. reason I know it's not true so is usually excited. usually when I've just uploaded it, I'm on, I'm still on my computer when I get that email. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that's ever worked for them. If they, if other people just don't notice it, or if everybody yeah. notices it, but it just it's a level of unnecessary flattery that's really just clearly false because. Yeah. You have no (laughs) basis. Very clearly. But I feel like this kind of thing is really common in the music industry where somebody, if you just are lazy, if you just don't have the time or don't... You just won't
1: listen to it. You won't figure out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if you just are just trying to fill slots and just get someone in there and then hope for the best, Yeah. which just seems like a really terrible approach to booking a venue. Not a good
1: idea at all. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, But that's all I can think of is that maybe they just somebody they just send that out to everyone that they book and they're like super excited to have you yeah you know yeah
1: yeah we're so excited and yeah the
0: the other side of it is I've also and especially like playing the experimental stuff that I do or like when I play in more experimental bands I've also been that person who's like yeah look really looking forward to it thinking like I'm not really looking forward to this I mean in this situation I know like if I'm playing a brewery or some kind of Restaurant or something where it's really just because it's a decent paying gig and it's mm-hmm. not going to be a fun gig, right? But it'll, pay, it'll pay the bills, it'll pay for the DIY gigs that don't pay anything that exactly. I like. Yep, um, yeah. And I'll, I've also been that like that, what do you call it, that sort of like false excitement of mm-hmm. like, yeah, really looking forward to the show, yeah. <laughs> Even and though like, I'm really not, I'm really looking forward to the check you give me. At yeah, the night. Um, <laughs> yeah. That is something I'm stoked about. Yeah, yeah. But totally. in that situation, I know what I'm going into, and right. me being uh, false about it isn't. It's not putting them in any kind of negative situation. It's just right. me being polite, yeah. you know, or whatever. Whereas here, if they're saying we're really looking forward to it, giving you the impression that. They actually listen to your music, and yeah. then it turns out, no, nope, yeah. they didn't. No,
1: nope, they didn't at all. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> it's so interesting how we, like, feel the need to to say those things. Yeah. Like, um, Especially if we're being lazy. Or, like, uh, one thing that I find interesting, that I don't necessarily mind, per se, but when people see a band and they always say, good set afterwards (laughs)
0: yeah I kind of thought this is what was coming yeah I'm totally with you on this yeah Yeah. when
1: people say like oh good set you know and it's such a it's such a phrase that everyone kind of uses and I feel like nowadays sometimes they say it and they but they're just saying it to be polite you know what I mean and sometimes you'll see a band and like maybe the sound was just terrible and it was just god awful um and you run into them and you're like, oh, good set, you know, right. and they're trying to be nice. But it's like, what if we didn't do that at all? Like, what right. if we, like, we're like, hey, this happened. Maybe you should work on this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, of course, it would be terrible. That would not, I don't know. Like, you would definitely need to do it with someone who could handle something like that. But I don't know if I personally would even be able to handle someone saying like something like yeah. that to me. But... I don't know. It, it it kind of also makes me frustrated because if someone says "good set" to me, I kind of also want to know, like, from other musicians. Um, you know, is there something that we could work on? Right. Is there something maybe that you thought could change or whatever? Because I, I also love talking about ways to improve a show. Yeah. You know, but I don't know why we always say "good set" to each other. I, like, it, yeah,
0: it's sort of become like the "how's it going." Yeah. Like, people don't really want to know most of the time when they ask. It's a question, but it's not really a question. It's really just a hi. People are saying hi. Yeah. And people say, good set. And it's I listen to you play.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) I listen to you play. I was there. I was there. (laughs) Yeah. I saw your thing.
0: And I wonder, I have the same feeling where I do think there's a place for actual feedback and not always just saying, good set. Now, the other version of that that I... I tend to do this, not all the time, but a lot of the time. It can also be a little silly. is when you try to find something positive to say to the band mm-hmm. that's not a lie. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Yeah. And I've had people say this to me where... So I, I, it's like I've been on the receiving end of this where it feels like almost a backhanded compliment where oh, the yeah. person is... Clearly Those are the best. tried. <laughs> They're trying to say something positive and the level of effort that they've had to put into finding mm-hmm. the thing is so mm-hmm. specific that you can tell that they really didn't like it. Yeah. Like, yeah, there was um there was one part, like if they get really, really specific, <laughs> there was that one part where you were not singing and that was that was really good <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i do that i've done this where i i'm like looking for the thing that's really good I and mean, be like man the um, the drummer is really tight <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Or whatever you could yeah you know, yeah
1: yeah it's so so hard i don't know
0: I won't say it's specifically American, but there is a particular culture of niceness that is American that I find, uh, I guess when I've played other places and it's not there, that's when i become aware mm-hmm. that, like, I don't know if you've had the experience of playing in other countries and not people yet. being really blunt. Is that yeah. a... No? Not... That's, but that's a thing? Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean... And you it's, know. it can be crushing at times <laughs> so yeah like, oh, i mean wow. i was in i was in paris one time played a show and it was a shitty show it was yeah not a good show it was a bar i didn't fully know what i was getting into but it was like a packed bar right in the middle of town
1: mm-hmm.
0: nobody was there for the music and oh, it was sort shit. of just playing yeah. a in sort the of quiet experimental set for uh-huh. nobody listening and uh, well, a handful of people listening. But for the most yeah. part, I was being drowned out by the talking. By the talking, of course. And yeah. so it wasn't a good time for me. I don't think that I played well. Yeah. I didn't have any illusions about it being good. Right. But when I finished, I was like, okay. And it was like a also it was like a show that actually paid decent, which is uh-huh. hard to come by in Paris sometimes. So I was like, all right, well, I got I got a guarantee at this show. It's, yeah. That's all I get. Right. So I finish up, and I think I, maybe I had already packed up, or maybe I hadn't. And I went to the bathroom, and this guy followed me into the bathroom. Oh no! And I'm peeing. I'm like standing at the urinal peeing, and the guy goes, "I, I don't understand what you did. Like, why did you, why did you play that?"
1: Oh my god! <laughs> I'm
0: like standing there thinking. They're like, could you at
1: least just wait till I'm done? Yeah, I'm definitely
0: (laughs) thinking that. I generally don't want to have conversations while you're in the men's room.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. But it wasn't just like a. It wasn't just, you know, some people ask inquisitively, like, "Oh, that was interesting. Like, how did you come into this kind of music, or who are your influences, or whatever?" Like, there's a positive. But he was like, "Why
1: did you do
0: any of that?" (laughs)
1: Just why. Just why. I want to know why. <laughs> and
0: oh I God. didn't have a good answer. I, no. You know, like, <laughs> I, really... I...
1: I don't uh, know, man. This is kind
0: of what I do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, why do I do it? That's why a... I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> and he just wasn't having it. He just <laughs> he just wow. thought that was confusing. It didn't make any sense. That's what he said? He said yeah. He just said, I don't understand what... What was that? Like yeah. why did you do that?
1: <laughs> it's kinda <of> cool though. <laughs> right. Like a part of it's like you blew his mind so much, like in, in the sense of it was so out of his realm of Yeah. Of music and Which what he understood. I've
0: signed up to play experimental music. I understand that it's not gonna be everybody's thing and some people yeah. will just not have a place in their mind for it. Yeah. And that's, that's funny. so interesting. But this guy had no qualms about telling me Right, that that was just nonsense. It was, that, they, that he it did, was he nonsense. didn't get anything out of that, and it's <laughs> happened several times. I mean, I've only really toured in North America and Europe. Uh, I played one show in Brazil, or two shows, but like it wasn't really a tour. I would say more like just visiting. Yeah, and it doesn't always happen in Europe, but it's happened several times where someone would just tell you oh. that wasn't really good. Oh
1: my god! <laughs> like like that
0: wasn't. I've heard your records, they're better, you know? Oh, Jesus! <laughs> right. Which blows our minds, right? As yeah. Americans, we just, like, nobody would say that. No. You just... Someone would have to be really drunk to say that. Yeah. And it doesn't yeah. happen generally. Yeah. The other thing I thought of, actually, this has nothing to do with music per se, but I once was doing a tour in Europe, and I was there for three months, and... uh I lucked out, a friend of my mom's was uh, was a flight attendant, I forget, like United or one one of the like American Airlines, and she had gotten me the standby ticket, and I don't know if you know these, but it's yeah. like, so I got to fly for, I think, like $300 to nice. Europe and back. Wow. The condition wow. was, you're, there's like, you never know for sure if you have a seat. Because right, right, you know, you're right. flying standby. standby. If other people who are higher on the sort of ranking system than me show up, yeah. then I don't get a seat. So yeah. there's that part you have to be flexible. Yeah. And then you're supposed to dress business casual because uh-huh. I think they didn't tell me this, but I think it's because it might be that the only free seat is in first class oh. and they want you to like know you to look so like I, you. Yeah, I don't know weird but so i flew over there i i you know cleaned up nice and tried to look presentable three months later i completely forgotten about that whole clause yeah and i show up and i'm flying out of berlin i think into jfk and it's like eight in the morning I think I had, like, a, or maybe I had, like, a 9 o'clock flight, so I have to be there at 7 in the morning, and it takes you, like, an hour to get from where I was staying to the actual airport wow. outside of Berlin. So I, it was, like, an early, early morning. It was the end of a three-month tour. I was dirty. I was, like, all my clothes were dirty. I didn't shower that morning because I had to get up super, super early. And yeah. I think I, like, snuck out of whoever's house I was staying at yeah. You know, without waking them up, and so... Uh, you know, I showed up and I'm just like, okay, just like, get home. And that's, that's where my mind is. Oh, shit. And the, I'm like waiting. And it seems like everybody else is boarded. And I ask, I see someone. I was like, hey, just, so it seems like, is there still, like, am I, am I next? And she says, you will not be boarding with us today. Or you will not be flying with us today. Uh, and I'm like, oh, is there no seats? And she says, well... There are seats, but frankly, you need to take a bath.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah.
0: And she wasn't wrong. <laughs> like I, I was gross, but I just never had somebody say that oh to me God. in a service industry wow. position in particular, right? Like you just, in America, there's yeah, that whole sp- like, yeah, especially in you service just, industry. you just smile. And even if you hate I mean, the person yeah. that you're serving, you, you're nice and you, wow. you might you might do the American, like, you know. Anger through this, yeah, through your smile or something, whatever. But customer
1: service is not a thing there.
0: No, wow. They, she just said, no, you, you, you your clothes are dirty. I was wearing a Wu Tang t-shirt that was like ripped in the back and like it was. I was a mess. Yeah, but I was not. I was not up to code, and she could have obviously said, "I'm sorry, sir," but there's a dress code and you don't really need it. Like yeah. she could have said that. Yeah. But no, she no. said, <laughs> no, you're dirty. She <laughs> <was literally laughs> dirty. Yeah. Uh, what did
1: you do? What did you say? Well, it sucked.
0: I, for a minute I tried to pan. I panicked and tried to like figure out a solution of how I could, you know, buy a shirt in the airport or something and try to look uh. more presentable. It was not going to work. No. So fortunately, I didn't. I had things. I had a show in New York the next day, but so that just meant instead of flying into New York and having a night to get over the jet lag and stuff, instead yeah. I flew into Brooklyn and like had a show within a matter of hours. Wow! So it just I I went back to my friend's house in Berlin, got borrowed some. Uh, nice you know nice clothes <laughs> yeah and uh I think I shaved maybe I, I tried to like I went a little overboard because like I really don't have any if it just if this doesn't work this time I'm screwed yeah so right. I I went beyond just yeah being being presentable and yeah. wanted to like cause even on the way over I don't think I was business casual I think that I think it had been winter and so I had a coat on and yeah. maybe my attire was not as uh Obvious, I don't know. But I was still, I think I'd still been just wearing, like, a t-shirt
1: or something. Wow. So, yeah. Wow.
0: But all that is to say, as much as I also agree that it's nice and it'd be cool if people weren't always just so nice for nice sake.
1: Well, I mean, like, and it's not necessarily, like, I'm not saying, like, I want people to be mean, you know, and, like, I want people to say what's wrong with my shit, you know. Right. But at the same time, I, I do love it when people are susceptible to, like, a little criticism, you know. Yeah. But, like, really constructive, and then also you follow it with, like, good feedback, you know what I mean? Like, I don't sure. know. Um, and, and maybe it's not even a question of, expecting other people to do that for me it's maybe just a question question of whether or not I want to be like thank you are there any improvements that maybe we could make or something like that and then try to like prompt them that way I don't know yeah
0: Um, well because the other thought is it is a bit uh, it's a bit arrogant for me to assume that you want to hear my feedback that's true that is true and so there's times when I do want feedback but it's usually from specific people whose value whose judgment i value yeah that's true and and i will definitely lean on good friends who know my music well and say i felt like that section didn't really work what did you like i'm curious what did you think or whatever but i don't i guess for me personally i don't care what every single person
1: oh totally oh yeah i I want
0: people to have a good time but if i don't know that person at all they're Criticism might be helpful, but it might also yeah. just be like, okay, well, this, you weren't into it. That, that is thing. true.
1: Because you'd, you'd end up getting just everyone's criticism, and that's not. And some people's criticism are just shit. It's yeah, like, I mean, I just don't know what they're talking about, right. you know?
0: Or, like, people, have, people have an idea know. of what it's supposed to be. Yeah. This guy wanted you to play an acoustic set, you know? Like, right. that's, that's its own kind of criticism. Right. Like, yeah, it's cool, Shittiest but it's criticism. pretty loud. Yeah, it'd be better if it was acoustic.
1: Yeah, could you play that folk, rock, country music for me? That,
0: that's what we were looking forward to. Yeah, we were really excited that's about what that. We,
1: yeah, and I said I was really excited about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's just it's interesting when you're a band and you're also just learning about the kind of venues that you are able to play and other venues that you're not able to play. Right. Sometimes it's really hard to make that call, but. Um, other times, you can kind of make a good distinction.
0: Right. There's a learning curve, but but you kind of, as you do it, yeah. you decide, like, okay, maybe breweries are not our thing. Or, yeah. you know, I would say... It might even be that breweries could be fine, but you'd have to maybe ask, Yeah. did you listen to our music? Yeah, did you listen to our music? Is our music okay?
1: Are you going to make us... I mean, there's so
0: many breweries where a loud band is... Totally normal. Totally, yeah. Where it wouldn't be a thing. So I yeah. can see where you that would come out of nowhere that, that yeah. you get there and they're like, you need to play
1: quieter. Yeah.
0: You know, shows shows that, uh, do you, you probably know Clark.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah.
0: Clark told me a story about playing a coffee shop and not realizing until, you know, she got there that this is not appropriate at all for. For what I'm about to do, like no other, like drums are not gonna work in this room. Oh, no. and I'm gonna try and and like she felt genuinely bad about playing too loud, but there was yeah. like, I can't do. do. It. I can't play any quieter than this. yeah with drums. it's just no. and it's if I had realized that this was the room and that this was like a studying situation where there's just people here oh, at the coffee no. shop trying to have a coffee shop time. Yeah. I wouldn't have booked the show. I wouldn't have tried to come together. Yeah, to totally. Here. Yeah. And uh,
1: yeah, especially with the music that Clark plays, she has to kind of give everything the same amount of pressure yeah. since she's doing it all right. at Writing the same drums time. Right, and singing all at the same time. So there's no way
0: she'd be no. able to play Clark And I think she, at all. she really tried, like yeah, you were saying. Reason. It's like, well, yeah. within reason, I yeah. can turn down. I can turn right. down,
1: yeah. Only
0: so much and yeah. then it, you're just saying don't play yeah like exactly that's probably what's for the best yeah. I guess did,
1: did Clark have someone come up to her and tell her to not play yeah I think Ugh. it was a
0: similar but yeah. again I think it was different because she went into it knowing that it was kind of a like just a show that she had booked that had no expectations and then when she got there saw that it was a coffee shop and was like oh this is not what I thought I was booking I wish I had known but Yeah. Yeah, I think that situation, similarly, there were people there who probably were there to study and, like, left and had to go somewhere else to study. Yeah,
1: go somewhere else to study.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, always just a big learning curve for that kind of stuff, for sure. I mean, after we played that show at the brewery, we we ended up having a a really good time at Ranch Fest though. Yeah. (laughs) We actually just went straight, we just went back to... To Ranch Fest and just like we're like we just got kicked out of a brewery. <laughs> let's drink, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's party. Cause fuck it.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's nice. Yeah. It does. Well, Melanie thank you so much for sharing your stories.
1: Thank you for having yeah. me. I appreciate it a lot. It
0: great to hear. You. Yeah. I guess uh, we'll go have some uh, yeah. we'll more fun at Tree Fort. Yeah. Tree Fort. All right. This episode of Worst Show Ever was made possible by the Patreon pledges of Dorana Fryman, Meg Roberts, Christina Poez, and Evan Quayberg. If you'd like to support this endeavor, please go to patreon.com slash worstshowever.